folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We have a great show for you today. Look who's in the house. Hey, everybody. Norman the... Reynolds. Hey, everybody. You Listen, know. Avian Q, I'm plus one, but live this time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Norman decided to come over here, and I said, you know, anybody in the PDR posse, Plus, he's, you know, my little brother. You know, he has to be here in the studio with me. But we're going to have a great show for you guys today. And Norman's going to have a whole lot to say. I don't think Norman is too happy with the way the Democratic Party is messing with the Republicans at this point in time. So we are going to get busy, right, Norman? That's right, Egberto. Let's go for it. We are going to get busy. Anyhow, Michael Rudnan, of course, you know, he's going to start us off with his stuff. So Dutch court rules out giant you know what, Norman? You, I, you read it because I can't see if that distance from uh, here. <laughs> Dutch court rules oil giant Shell must cut carbon emissions by 45% by 2030 in landmark case. I, and my, Michael says, I hope this goes well past the Netherlands. Greenpeace, hashtag, and hashtag friends of the earth. Um, I'm a, uh, I used to work for those guys. Um, and I can imagine the Dutch court going heavy on them, and um, I expect that um, it may. The it, Dutch court is going to be in the favor of the oil company, or no, 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 no. The the Dutch court always is is a, a little bit of an avant-garde compared to the rest of the world. There, that's where uh, the world court is, and so they've always tried to be very progressive. But um, I don't know if it's going to go the rest of the world. Like now, that. you were in Holland for how long? I think you spent like five years over there, right? Yeah, I lived there for five yeah, years. He used to be one of the corporate guys. Now he's a complete <laughs> and, and, and true, true blue activist. Yes, I'm uh, 100%. Uh, 100%. Anyhow, every GOP senator but one votes against confirmations of... Who's that? I can't see it. Uh, Kristen Clark. Um, first black woman to lead the DOJ Civil Rights Division, Kristen Clark served for the past five years as the president of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights on the Law, a nonprofit organization that advocates for equal justice and was working for civil rights, civil rights legal advocacy for 20 years total. What do Republicans have against equal justice? Interesting. She is the first woman not just the first black woman to take that job. I didn't realize that, you know. I know that she, I know they gave, I know the Republicans did a crazy thing in trying to get her not, not approved, but it, I, I just found it shocking, you know. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Next, uh, Marge Taylor Greene uh, likened U.S. Congress COVID-19 rules to the Holocaust. This horrible person doesn't belong in Congress. Uh, you got my thumbs up on that one. Uh, study shows 91% of people killed or injured by explosives in global city cities were civilians. There's no such thing as bombing your way to peace. The collateral damage is always too much. Interesting. You know, uh, it's funny because you, you go ahead and you, you watch our news and people always say, you know, we, we talk about Israel bombing uh, Palestine. Uh, meaning Gaza Strip and the West Bank, and them sending rockets into Israel. And people don't say, what's the genesis? What started this? Okay, people being evicted, so forth. I'm not taking a position here. But what I'm saying is when you see the results of these two actions and you see the destructions in Palestine versus the destruction in Israel, that tells you something based on how the news is actually being covered, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a difference of power right here. Um, the... 
amount of power, the imbalance of power between the Palestinians and Israelis are, is something we need to really look at, including, especially looking at this particular percentage. You know, I want to add something to that, though, Norman. You know there's a big hoopla about the 1619 project, and I know this is sort of off topic. But, you know, it's interesting because I heard somebody make mention of something that you, we all have to remember. They said now that people have the power to tell history as it needs to be told, as, as it was, as it was effected, you actually get the real view of what history was back then. What we learned in school was the history of the victor in the best way the victor could have told that story in as much as or as bad as that story originally was. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you think about this... Um all history is his story, right? So that's kind of the thing that I, I always learned as a kid, you know, his story. His story yeah. So it's always the guy who is ahead of you. Uh, but the thing is, it's interesting. I wonder, um, as we grow and do more things in our lives, um, what will happen for the next generation? What will history be? Because we keep breaking down these barriers, and I think that will be a good thing for us. No, I think it's great, and but I think the barriers need to be broken, you know? Definitely. DC, have, DC attorney sues Amazon for alleged mon mon monopolistic price fixing. Um, then Amer Amazon bullies partners and vendors, says antitrust subcommittee. Amazon also has a history of bad practices stemming from their virtual monopoly on U.S. Internet sales. And the last one from Michael Rudnan. Associated Press journal, journalists condemn decision to fire Emily Wilder. The AP still haven't declared specifically why they fired Emily. Um, they claim a social media violation without specifying the post or tweet. This was a political hit, Michael says, after AP got him pressured by the right-wing bugbo. Interesting. Uh, you know, I tried to talk to her. I tried. To, I sent her a tweet, mm -hmm. actually a direct message to her, trying to get her. But I, I don't think she wants to do a lot of talking right now because, uh, you know, uh, usually they will try to get whatever exposure they can, whoever, especially when it comes to Israeli issues, since they're not going to get the mainstream media doesn't touch it again. So us independents get a little better chance of picking them up because the others won't. Well, uh, it, it's interesting. I, I think the AP is just like Twitter. Twitter is also um, slamming a lot of people trying mm -hmm. to create this false equivalence about um, with blue check marks versus non-blue check marks right. and all of that stuff. So um, it's interesting. Let's follow this. I think yeah, that's I something think to look at. Absolutely. Bridge MCP says, hey, y'all. Hey, Egberto and Norman. You know, <laughs> Lucas, Egberto, do all lives matter? Can you answer, please, all lives matter? Yes, but guess who else's lives matter that apparently a lot of folks haven't realized yet? Who is that again, Norman? I think it's POCs, man. I all. think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think we matter uh, <laughs> the way it looks. Yeah, anyhow, Egberto, is this new? Let's see. Uh, future, t yes, that group. So let, me, let me tell you, I'm still working on getting all of that together. Uh, the, the forum, it's called... I changed the name from Forum to PDR Posse. So, uh, Norman, your face is going to be blocked for a little bit. Your oh. beautiful, handsome face is going to be blocked for a while. I want to show folks a little something. Guys, if you go to, you notice there's a thing there that says PDR Posse. If you click on the PDR Posse and you're already logged into our website, you get a whole list of stuff to get a profile and all of that, right? But, oh, my sound is low. Okay, I'll, I think it's better now. Great. 
All right, I think I, I had it off, believe it or not. My stuff was going through your mic. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Anyhow, but as it turns out, now thank you, Breach. As it turns out, if you take a look at uh, this, you can click on PDR Posse. And uh, if you're not logged in, it'll give you an option to register. Otherwise, otherwise. Anyhow, Deborah John, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, Egberto, you raise your volume. I'm so sorry I'm seeing it just now. Norm's volume is okay. Lucas Audio, okay. Afternoon, PDR Posse. Everett, Yvette Every Herod, our union, our union hero. Man, she worked on, on a, I want to get the right airline. United, right? If, I, if I'm wrong, no, not United. Whichever one. Uh, you, you'll tell me. I know you'll correct me. <laughs> Anyhow, let's see. Uh, Michael Rodden said, Israel has a modern military. Palestinians have no army. Yay, a bit of a power imbalance. Absolutely so, right? Definitely. Definitely. That's what I was pointing out. Way to go, Jebra John. Okay. Michael Rodden, history is a myth agreed upon, often attributed to Napoleon. Uh, let's see what else we got here from uh, Bridge MCP. AAH sound. Okay. I, I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see. Delta, 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 Egberto, when are you going to fuse it in your mind? Anyhow, before we get into the program and talk on the issue, I want to show a little video. You know, everybody's wondering, why is it that the Republicans simply won't go ahead and let the, um, they won't go ahead and create a commission? And I'll have an answer for you guys. Uh, it, was, it was greatly done. Check this out. Frank, from a law enforcement perspective, talk about um, time and what you lose as time goes on, as it always does in a political situation in Washington. Well, there's two ways to look at this. One is we, we've got a massive FBI investigation going on now. It's not for public consumption. We get glimpses of it like you just led with on this show. We're seeing, you know, through filings of court documents, but that's the tip of the iceberg. What, what I'm saying is we need a public aspect to this. If we're ever going to get back together, if we're ever going to get to the truth and some resolution, there needs to be a public investigation that mirrors what the FBI is doing. The congressman has a point in that even though the FBI and, and prosecutors can issue what's called preservation orders for social media and phone records, that can only be done when you know um, the people you're looking at and you ask to preserve their records. What you don't know is, is who else is out there. And as the investigation continues and time goes on, yes, indeed, the congressman's right. There might be phone records and other records that just simply vaporize. That can happen if you haven't identified people to issue preservation uh, orders about. Um, but look, I'm also with the congressman on this issue of that this ain't going to happen. We're, we're, we're not going to have bipartisan support. Here's why. In my FBI career, when I would sit across the desk from somebody, who was a suspect, and I'd say things like, your phone records are coming up. This bad guy drove by your house. He called your office. This keeps happening. What say you about this? The normal behavior for an innocent person is to look you in the eye and say, knock yourself out, investigate away. There's nothing here. How can I help you? We're hearing the exact opposite from the GOP. We're hearing, we don't want this investigated. Stay away. It's time for this to go move along. That is not the conduct of innocent people. That's why this isn't going to happen. That is not the conduct of innocent people. All right. Roberta Lewis, voice is okay now on your mic. Yeah, you know my, you know what happened, right? It's all I, my fault. It's all, you I, know, I, I, I'll I think, take the blame yeah, I think what uh, Norman wanted to do is Norman wanted to uh, be the 
like the big the big voice and just let me I seem like a little weenie <laughs> next next to him. But it's okay, it didn't work. My my posse came across. But actually, oh God, you're a part of the posse though. Yeah, you can never get rid of me. Damn, Pat. I can't get rid of you. Anyhow, you know, Michael Rudnan has something for you guys. And, you know, he br- when he brings some nice, innocent stuff, I like to show it. So check it out. Your face is gone for a little bit, my brother. Your face is gone for a little bit, but it's okay. There we go. How to get Republicans to support the January 6th commission? Call it Benghazi. <laughs> is that a out. good one or what? Check it out. <laughs> Call it Benghazi and we'll get them to support the commission. Okay, he has another one. Okay, Michael Redden, I like what you do. Wonder if I can collect the insurance. <laughs> ah, that is what he was trying to do. So, so tell me something. Yes. You guys, can you imagine if this were to go through and we were to have a commission that tries to get Mr. Trump, um, the former president, to sit in a room for 14 hours to answer questions? <sighs> You think that could pop? No, no. I don't think it'll ever happen. Here's another good one. Elephants never forget, except for selective amnesia about January 6th. Yep. That's what it's all about. Anyhow, let's continue. Now, we have another another piece that we need to do here before we get into the subject at hand. And that is, you know, we're talking about the infrastructure bill and all these particular issues now. And we have, what we have, Norman, is... Many times the right wing sort of, it's either they use right wing reporters or they set the narrative on Fox News and all these guys like uh, starts to, they start to parrot what you get from Fox News. And that's what this reporter here did. This reporter went ahead and says, well, the Republicans are saying that uh, if we come with the top line of a trillion dollars or a little bit more, uh, are you going to be able to say that's the top line that we want and we're going to go for it? And Jen Psaki really answered that in a rather profound manner. And a lot of people would look at it and just say, okay, she answered the question appropriately. But so often in the past, what we had is only a half of the question answered. What I like with what Jen Psaki does is she not only answers the question, but she throws back at the narrative that the other side is trying to put out. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Thanks, Jen. A couple more on infrastructure. Uh, Senator Wicker up on the Hill just said a little while ago, not only is it the counteroffer going to be in the trillion-dollar range, but he also said, we're going to make an offer which will make it clear that we're not going to disturb the 2017 tax bill. If that is indeed the case, is there any way in which the White House would accept a counterproposal in which the 2017 tax bill is not touched. That sounds like a question for Senator Wicker. What are they proposing instead to pay for it? Well, I guess you guys need to see some of the details, but in terms of a top line, if that just flat out isn't touched, is that, does that mean you guys can't come? The, the proposal is about investing in infrastructure, creating millions of jobs, um, making sure we're competing with uh, China and preparing our workforce. The president proposed a way to pay for it. We're waiting here that uh, hear back from uh, Republicans on how they would propose to pay for it. So, if they don't want to touch the 2017 uh, tax cuts, a two trillion dollar tax cuts that did not end up having a windfall back to the American public, I guess that's their choice what they put in their proposal. But they have to propose an alternative. So, I guess I, I hope you ask Senator Wicker that question. There is so much. There is so much. 
parroting the question. In what she said there. Numero uno. She takes the question and she said they are bringing it out. Do they, did they tell you how they're going to pay for it? No, but maybe you have to see the intern. Maybe you should ask them how to pay for it. And then she comes out and she says, and this is important. A lot of people don't understand how important this is. Because the Republicans constantly say they are for the people and the, process, the policies that they pass are for the people. But here's a kicker. She said, what about that $2 trillion tax cut? You said it was going to pay for itself. You said that it was going to go to the people. We now have the evidence that it didn't pay for itself. Instead, it increased the budget deficit. We also know for a fact that it didn't trickle down to the average person. We also know for a fact that it was used to do a whole lot of uh, stock buybacks and all these other issues. Okay, it didn't work. So what we are proposing is to take back some of that tax cut. You are saying you have a top line. What is your top line and how do you pay for it without people who make more than less than $400,000 each paying for it? I mean, these are simple questions. And then he said, now, maybe you should go back and ask them that question. So what right. she did is she not only answered the question, she also did the necessary point that your policies have already been effected and they have proven not to have worked. Right, so she's, she's parroting the question back to a, um, to a person who's asking a question right. that should have done the, the, the homework. homework. Right, but at the same time, um, you know, it's no fear for us having history. Yes. Because all of a sudden we remember what happened with, with, with the tax cut, right? Right. I, I mean, I think it is all great to always have a nice new little red herring for us to follow, not necessarily looking back and saying what happened. Right. And uh, there is no, the result of a, of a, a trickle down economics does not work. It doesn't work. Right. So therefore, let's, let's just see it. Let's just see uh, it. And, and I think that, that is what's so important with what she did there because what happens is we tend to forget all the things in the past. And by bringing that up again, it forces people to not have that fallacy that when the Republicans were in control, they gave a tax cut. And somehow right. this economic boom was a result of the tax cut. This economic boom was right. an economic boom in numbers only. In other words, if, if you make $10,000 and I make – if you make $9,000 and I make $1,000 – our average salary is $5,000, man. Hey, hey, you're rich, man. But the truth of the matter is I'm still poor because I made 1000 and he made 9000 right, And right. we have to understand the numbers and how these things affected the economy. And the truth of the matter is the way they affected, affected the economy was not for most people. 70% of Americans, hear me again. The numbers say 60%, but if you really do a little bit more micromanaging, 70% of Americans, if they have a $400 expense at the end of the month, it puts them in dire straits. Now, look, 30% of Americans are a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So a lot of us continue to spend. A lot of people continue to have that $400, and it seems like everything is okay. But you go and travel America, you go to Appalachia, you go to the ghettos, the barrios, and all these other places, and you start to see people that are suffering. And we don't see them on TV, because the TV don't, 
The TV only cares about a narrative that makes a few look like they're always wanting. Hey, you have a little bit of melanin. It's okay to show you in pain. But it's not okay to show our brothers and sisters in Appalachia because you know what? The majority of Americans are going to look back and say, oh my God, that could be me. Hey, it's only your only one paycheck away a lot of ways, right? A lot of ways. And um, my uh, grandma always said, you know, you, you, your bills are one penny more than your than your salary you are in debt you're you're broke broke, you're broke okay eric says p prude what is a prude who's a prude now i don't know who's the prude you're talking about he said p rude uh p rude (laughs) (laughs) all right michael says eric hayes policy i want the green new deal i do too biden wants to do the individual components piecemeal we'll see how it goes here's the deal Biden has no choice. I don't want to defend Biden. I am not a Biden guy. I was, but I think Biden is being, uh, I mean, Biden is being a lot more progressive than I expected him to be. So I prove, I have already apologized to many of my Biden supporters who said he's going to be able to get the things done. The, the reality is I wonder if, uh, we, if we had gotten, let's say, um, Elizabeth Warren or even Bernie Sanders I wonder if they would have made such a caricature around them that we would have gotten so much less done. And because we have this middle guy to start with, uh, just maybe. And let me give an example. Uh, Let's say you call yourself a moderate. But all the policies that you're passing, even if it's piecemeal, as Brother Rudnan says, is, um, is, is getting us there. Right. I would tend to believe that when people start to see these, these, I'm not an incrementalist. You know that. I'm not an incrementalist. But we don't have a choice having mansion and cinema in the Senate. So as we do these, as we do these things, what do you think is What do you think we can actually accomplish? Not much. Not much. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Lee Grant says, "Hi all. Hope you are well." Thanks. Uh, We're doing great. We are doing well, Lee Grant. Lee Grant is our, one of our good conservatives, also a hey, supporter. Lee. I consider him a part of the PDR posse as well. You know? Uh, what? Hey, Lee. Nice, nice that you're on with me here, man. I'm to see you. And, and by the way, you know, anybody in Houston, every so often I want to have you in the studio. Anybody in Houston, or you know what? If you're traveling around... One of the posse people come on here in the studio with me and, and hang sometime because this is your show. But I tell you even better, uh, I am going to eventually reconnect my live stuff and every so often bring those of you that are in other states directly into the system. I have the ability to do it right now. I just want to make it to be, make a seamless connection so that you just go boom and we're ready to fly. Hey, that'd be great, man. Yeah. Uh, it'd be good to see Bridge MCP in my space. Well, you know, yeah. we had Bridge MCP on our, uh, one of our uh, passes. Uh, we had a, 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 big, a big Zoom, and Bridge MCP was there, and Bridge did a lot of talking. By the way, did you know that she is the head of the PDR posse? She is the head of the PDR oh, posse. Man, she is cool. I'm, I'm making sure I get everything set up perfectly so that she can go off in there and create groups and do all that kind of stuff and, and keep people in line, assuming that she accepts to continue doing that kind of stuff. Love her. All right. 
Eric, who is condescending? Explain. Michael Rudnan says Republicans don't have a counterproposal. Republicans have obstructionism. And that's what I think you're going to talk a little bit about that. Deborah John says uh, should have his own podcast. Very peculiar. Michael Rudnan. Michael Rudnan should have his own podcast. I agree with that because he has, he's a wealth of information. Definitely, Michael. Absolutely. Uh, $4 trillion need on infrastructure. Actually, it's more if you listen to what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to say, and I listen to her because she does her research, we're probably about $10 trillion behind because we've been giving away a trillion dollars a year to these rich, fat cats. Yeah, a trillion a year, brother. All right, Everett says she shuts them down once again. They never have a plan ready. If, you know, I, I blog her almost daily. I think the people at Daily Cast gets mad. In fact, if I look at Daily Cast, I bet she's the one that's um, uh, uh, that zoom in. My, let me do that right now as I have my thing here. I bet there she is kicking butt on my channel right now on, on this. If I take a look at this, guys, guess what? Guess what? Look at, look at that chart, Norman. You see that chart at yep. the end? Right now, Saki is beating up on our YouTube channel. Look at that. 1,312 hits in the last 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah, okay. Anyhow, folks, let me tell you. So that's the case. Let's go to... Para ver, para ver, para ver. Bridge MCP says, they have no plan, no plan. Stephen Morant says, it's, it's always the narrative. What does Bridge say? Bridge, not making a decision is a decision. Hence... Not having a plan is a plan. You know, I like that. You know, I like that. You know, I always heard about not making a decision is a decision, but uh, not having a plan is, is a, a plan. plan. Exactly. Right. Where is Norman from? Norman, I think you need to introduce yourself to Sister Bridge MCP. Well, um, I'm an immigrant, just like Egberto. I came here uh, back in 1981 from uh, Jamaica, West Indies. Um, uh, so, been all over the country as well as um, in Europe, Africa, and Asia, living. And we're both engineers, man. So we, we, we actually have a lot to talk about other than yeah, I'm politics. I'm a dirt guy. I'm a dirt guy. He's yeah. a he's a he's a gearhead. So that that's that, where that, it is. That's how we do it, man. That's how we do it. But anyhow, uh, Eric says, and I want to listen. I I, I like to give Eric, I give Eric's a lot of time because. Eric represents a, a large percentage of people who want to do good, but still has a lot of, you know, it's, it's that resistance. It's like, I have learned that liberalism is so bad, and you have to, I have to find a way to get to folks like him. Right, so Eric says, 400,000 is such a false number because everyone will not, will, uh, will pay not just the rich. Policy af affects everyday people, and that is what is missing here, Re reality things will and are getting more expensive which affects most people not the rich uh interesting uh so let's 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 just dive a little deeper so you're right it's not going to affect everybody but is it going to affect everybody the same is a progressive tax going to be affecting the poor as much as it affects the rich and when do you, what is the line you're going to use as a rich? I'd love to hear back and see where's the, where's the line do you say is rich, you know? Um, I, look, $400,000 is a lot of money, right? A lot of, but I mean, so what, the reason they do that though is there are a lot of people in the Northeast, a lot of people in California that makes $400,000. Right. Not a lot. I think it's a top 2% or something like that. But here's the funny thing about it. What, what Eric is talking about is true. 
And but the problem with the uh, the way that the right spins that is as if if these things aren't done, we won't get the inflation. And I want to I, I want to do a little bit of economics 101 here. And this is important, Eric, and everybody that's listening to economics here. And it goes as follows. Um, it is true that as we pump more money into the economy, as people have more buying power, the prices of goods will go up. That's a fact. And it will cost everybody more, meaning the person making $10 an hour, $15 an hour, or the person making a million dollars an hour. All of our prices would go up. Here is the sweet spot. The sweet spot is let's first assume nobody does anything. Let's follow the conservative mantra. We don't want to see inflation at all, and we don't want to spend more at all. Here's what happens then. We keep a lot of people below the poverty level. Those that are above the poverty level maintain the status quo, and the wealthy continues to manipulate and, and get more wealth. The, 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 the arc continues straight up. Now, let's, let's talk about spending more. Spending more means the person in the middle is going to spend more money and they're going to spend a lot, rather, their, their, their costs for products will increase. The poor will actually get a migration path to the middle class. But here's the kicker, and this is the magic that you have to do. The, pr- the total price increases has to be less than the increase in your income. All right? And that happens all the time with inflation, right? In other words, people put money, used to be able to put money in a passbook type savings. Mm-hmm. And those passbooks used to make 5%. Inflation used to be around between 2 to 3%. So they made a net gain of somewhere around 2 3% per year growth in real growth. In real growth. Now with the way the financial sector has made things, they have coerced the government to keep the, the treasury, to keep, well, it's not the treasury, but the, you know what I'm talking about. It's independent of the treasury. Uh, right. They have kept the prices of interest at zero. Who is that for? Is that for the middle class? Is that for the saver? It's not. It's for the capitalists who trade in stocks. Because if you have zero interest rates, no longer is anybody going to put their money into the passbooks. So now they put it into stocks, the only thing that the only gambling area that appreciates. And that's where they put their money into these stocks. Right. Now here's the kicker now. So what that means, only those who have the ability to go into these funds, which is not most Americans, a vast 90% of all stocks are owned by less than 10% of Americans. Think about that. Somewhere, those numbers are not exact, but it's in that vicinity. So those are the people who get the spoils from low interest rates because passbooks now are zero. Inflation stays at zero, stands for the status quo. A little bit of inflation is a good thing. And it's not only a good thing for the average, but let me tell you what it's another good thing for. Intra, uh, in, when you have inflation, it makes your debt go down, not only from your payments, but because you are paying back your debt in a certain percentage of inflated dollars. Of course. Okay? Of course. So that if you're paying sense. back your debt in inflated value, it is a middle class Thing. So we do want a certain level of 
a, a certain level of uh, inflation. inflation. We right. do want that because it gives the little person the ability to grow even as they take on debt. I mean, a lot of people, they don't tell you that. And the reason they don't tell you that is they need to keep you dumb. Okay, Eric Hayes says, Biden is a vehicle for the left. I wish he were. and Because if, if Biden is a vehicle for the left, Mr. Hayes, that means he's serving your purpose. And you are going to do well. Remember, I know you. He's, you are going to do very well under his plan. Yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting. He's going to do better for uh, those people who are yes. um, middle class and, and, low, and lower class than he, those who are rich. He's going to do better for Trump's voters in Appalachia. So think about it. All those right-wing white supremacists are going to do much better with the policies that Brother Biden is given. And they, don't, they are so misinformed by their media that they don't realize it. If you want the numbers, which I should do an article that just have all the numbers in it, you know? Yep, yep. That's what I should put, do. Let's put it all out there. Okay, Stephen Morant says, Biden is trying to appease the people that is causing the influence of the progressive plank. Interesting. I don't think that Biden is a. I think Biden is a bit of a control freak, actually. Yes, he is. Actually, he's a very. <laughs> and I don't think he's um, he's being manipulated by anybody. He just knows that. Look, let me tell you something. We can get to a point in America where you know, right now, the 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 the, the, the white supremacist movement has a cause, right? Uh, the cause is there is a group of people that think they have lost their um, their birthright. And they think that they've had more right than anybody else to have that. You know, there are some who've never gotten their birthright. And they have, there's a group that have convinced them that Norman is the reason they lost their birthright. Yep. Uh, me, an immigrant. Me, uh, a, a brown person. Right. I've taken away that person's right. I tell you, um, it's interesting. You know, this whole deal about looking over the fence and figuring out what who's coming in mm -hmm. has is a distraction for the right not looking at really who is the one taking away your your health care who's the one removing uh, all the funds from you who's the one that moved steel country from Pittsburgh right who did that and that's what they have to that that's what we have to be respectful in the way we present it, but that is what we have to real, make these people. When you go to Pittsburgh and you have those supremacists in Pittsburgh, little do they know, it's the people who look like them that screwed them. Right, and they're far away from the border, but it is those people, the, the real capitalists, the ones who own the money, who own the factories, who move them to China and to the, 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 the third world. And you know what is so funny about it? They don't even do it for much. Sometimes they'll say, okay, we can increase the top line by 2%. Yeah. And we will screw a whole bunch of Americans for 2%. Because remember, you make steel overseas, you still have to, the heavy shipping costs to bring it over and all these different, I mean. So we big, build bigger ships, we lower the cost. I was just looking, listening to something and talked about the cost of moving something across the ocean. Um, uh, fish. And the cost of it was so small, mainly because we have invested so much money in shipping that shipping cost of transporting material across the water is down. It's down tanked. To we have so much supply yeah. of ships ready to move all those containers. Michael Rundin says, I'm, when we, t we suggested that Michael have a show on his own, he said, 
Uh, I'd, I'll be good with text. You get in front of a mic, I tend to freeze up. <laughs> hey, if I put you in this chair next, nobody freezes up next to me, man. I'm so much fun, right, Norman? We got a lot of fun. Yeah, he's he's hitting me every time you guys get off the line, you know. Yeah, you know, so I mean, you know, no no time for freezing up. Okay, E two two four. No, let's see, ten trillion dollars. I agree, but if we get four trillion, it's a good start. I agree with you. E two two four seven. No way is eight hundred thousand bill enough to squat. It's absolutely not a starter at all. Bridge MCP says, ah, hence the accent, Norman. Okay, I'm an immigrant as well. You are from Ireland, my good friend. Bridge MCP is from Ireland. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, 2247, two trillion a year spent of Iraq for 20 years equal 40 trillion. So 20, 10 trillion is reasonable for infrastructure. E2247, I so kindly thank you for making that analogy. We can always find the funds for war, always. But we can never find the funds when we need to do something. I was a co host on Out uh, in Information Activist. Okay, Stephen. Uh, Morant, we are going to when the, where are you located, Stephen? If if you're out of state, we'll do video and you'll be a co-host as well, brother. All right, Bridge MCP, Stephen Morant, go Stephen. Deborah John, say you both have resemblances. Pass for you know my I have uh, a Jamaican ancestry, man. So who knows? Norman may be my cousin and don't even know it. Jessica <laughs> Taylor, how are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, Bridge MCP, war is money. Who makes it, etc. Peggy Lopez, ¿cómo estás, mi amiga? Nothing affects the poor the same as the rich. Not the weather, not COVID, and especially not a tax increase. Exactly. Perfecto mundo. Stephen Moran says the American public are the ping pong ball between the two parties. Thus, when you can uh, diffuse progressive agenda with uh, old ideas for what? With, for non-growth. For non-growth. Biden is old guard governance. Yes, he is. But again, let's give Biden some kudos, please. I am a, I'm, a, I'm as progressive as they come, but let's give Biden some kudos. That $2 trillion recovery bill, none of us would have expected that out of a Biden. Uh, throwing uh, yep. all these thousands of dollars out there, none of us would have expected it at all. Tom C., Tom C., two books. Uh, Tom C., thank you for giving away two books. The first recipient of our book is actually going to be Bridge MCP. I don't have the books in stock yet. And the second recipient of the book, I, I forgot to call it out. I'm glad uh, I saw Tom C.'s name there. But the second recipient of the book is, and I have it already there. I kept this. His email is Steve. Uh, Steve, you didn't give me your last name, but that's okay. Uh, uh, Steve Hudson is the second recipient of the book. So those two books that Tom C. gave, they are, they are now spoken for, right? Right, right. So Tom C. said, uh, cut military waste, tax Wall Street trade transactions, close tax loopholes, IRS audit the rich, increase corporate and individual tax rates for those making over 400000 a year. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Everybody would pick a 400,000 number and then all of a sudden we start arguing about that number. Let's just look at the intent. I think for a minute, let's just let's stop and look at the intent. 400,000 for most people is quite a bit of money. Yes, it is. Hey, we just got a new member to the PDR Posse, folks. We just got a new member to the PDR Posse. Norman, while I cut this stuff out, entertain while I cut this stuff out, man. So then uh, Breeze says... For a cup of coffee, join the PDR Posse and support the show. Definitely, everybody, do that. That's great. Immigrants haven't taken the birthright. Corporations and the wealthy have. Your jobs have taken 
were taken by automation, Michael Rudnan, um, and corporations that own the machines kept the profits. Definitely, Michael, on you on that. You're paying with debt and think debt is okay? Definitely, Eric Hayes. I think that's interesting. You know, this debt business is an interesting thing. If you look at it, you know, that 26%, I mentioned it yesterday, um, got, a, got a card, you know, 26% per annum interest rate on that card, but yet interest rates are zero, right? Who is making the money of 26%? It is not, it is not inflation, right? It is definitely about the rich or the bankers making, taking the money. Uh, China or the countries have the U.S., I guess. I didn't see that part, but definitely uh, we have, they have the U.S. Uh, debt and they own us. No, I, I think most of America's debt is owned by Americans. Yes, it is. It is not, it's not overseas. Um, and I think there's some, um, there's some research on that. I'm pretty sure Egberta can find show you. Yeah, actually, uh, and Rud, that, that is Rudnan's job, man. Rudnan is going to find out who owns America's debt. Right, Rudnan? He's a part of our posse, too. So we put all our posse to work. We put all our posse to work. There you go. We have Courtney, the SLP Courtney. Thank you so kindly for being our latest, the latest member of the PDR posse. We so need all of your membership. And, you know, Bridge went ahead and said something ahead of time. She knows that I always forget to do the pitch. So here comes the pitch, folks. Please, if you are on YouTube right now, please go ahead and click that join button just like uh, Courtney just did. Click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse. If for some reason you don't see that join button or if you are on another network, please remember to t go to politicsdoneright.com slash uh, YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. And by the way, guess what we have? We have people, we have a cup that Breach MCP designed, and we are as tell, asking everybody, whether you're a part of the posse or not, go get the cup. And here are some of the good folks who've gotten that cup. I'm covering your face again. But there we got uh, the, the, the cup, and we have all these good folks that have gotten our cups, including Roberto, who got them all. You got a couple of the cups yourself. Go, yes, 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 yes. And But look, there are many other ways to support Politics Done Right. You can support us via Patreon. I need about 1,000 Patreons and about 130-something. So uh, here we go. There is the Patreon link, politicsunright.com slash Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Alternatively, you can support us via PayPal. That is politicsunright.com slash PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. You can shop at our store to get our T-shirts. I'm going to have to change this one out to the black one. I just got a new black one in with the blue, uh, new black one because it started to fade out, you know, using it every day and washing and using and washing kind of fades things out. So I just went ahead and got another, another one. But you can go to our store, uh, either the store at politicsandright.com slash store or right there on YouTube, you can go to our rack, you see, and get it from our rack on YouTube. Yep. And, of course, all our books, and your face going to be covered one more time, brother. But there are these are our books. It's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. All our books can be gotten at politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsunright.com slash books. We're going to start from reverse and go back up uh, with, with the commentary now because I, I like to hear when people bring up Venezuela, right? So let, let me talk about Venezuela. Here's what Hayes, Michael Hayes just said. Michael Hayes just said, how does the U.S. keep from becoming a Venezuela? 
that is so easy. That is such a, a, a poor comparison. Good to see you, Norman, on Politics Done Right Live. There you go. You uh, Courtney says, I learned so much from all of you. Thank you for the love. Thank you very much, Courtney. Uh, but let, let me, let me, I want to talk seriously to, um, to Eric. Eric, the, the, it's a trope. The right wing shows you Venezuela and then tries to tell you that is who we become if we decided to, be, to treat American citizens like human beings. I want to spend some time on Venezuela. It, it kind of goes into some of the things that we talk about. Definitely, all right? Definitely, definitely. But this is important. I, this is very important. Venezuela is sitting down on an ocean of oil. Not very good oil. A lot of sulfur in it. But Venezuela is sitting down on an ocean of oil. Venezuela has enough wealth in oil and gold to be a rich country. For every citizen in Venezuela, just like every Alaska citizen gets a... By the way, Alaska is a Republican state. Every Alaska citizen gets a piece of the oil that comes out of Alaska every year. You don't hear Republicans calling it socialism. It is socialism, what they're doing in Alaska. They, the oil belongs to everybody. They take the oil out of the ground. And every year, Alaska citizens get a check from the oil that Exxon takes, put it in the oil tankers, and spread it. In Venezuela, we have a whole ton of oil. But we also have a whole ton of poverty. Why is that? Is that done by Maduro? Is that done by uh, Hugo, Chavez. Hugo Chavez? No. Let me first tell you, it didn't start with Maduro or Hugo Chavez. Is Maduro a corrupt politician? Yes. Is uh, Hugo Chavez a corrupt politician? Yes. yes. Is uh, Manuel Andres Perez a corrupt politician? Yes. Whose name did I just call? I called the guy that was a capitalist, and I called the guy that was a Bolivian socialist. They are both, or all three of those guys are corrupt. But which one was doing more for its citizens? Before we got scared of the Bolivian Revolution, look up Bolivian Revolution. That was what... Chavez was starting to do. The price of oil was high. Chavez was lending money to Brazil, the biggest capitalist country in South America. He was lending money to Argentina, the, one of the biggest capitalist countries in, a, in, 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 a, in North South America, and Chile. Chile is, is a capitalist wet dream. That's what Chile is today. Chile makes America as a capitalist country look like a joke because they're more capitalist than we are. In Chile, because they're following the Chicago boys' theories in economics. Of course, there's a revolution going on there in Chile now, and the progressives just won. Look it up. But anyhow, poverty tanked in the beginning of the Chavez administration. Right. High oil prices and all of that, and that money was reinvested into the people. Mm-hmm. But the capitalists could not have that. So the factories created false scarcities. Remember that. False scarcity is where factories says, we are going to cripple your economy because we are private entities and your bread and your flour and all these things that we make, you depend on us. We can cripple your Bolivian revolution by creating shortages. And as we created shortages, the economy tanked. And then the price of oil fell. So we couldn't also import to mitigate what the capitalists in right. Venezuela were doing. So therefore, the economy crater. We, that is a classic thing that we've done in Guatemala. It's what we've done in all countries that have attempted to create policies that says the commons. And what is the commons? I, got into, uh, I, I wrote a note to, uh, to uh, 
Tom Hartman because he wrote an article talk, talking about the commons. Mm -hmm. And I told him, hey, I'm what, I, I changed the title of your article because I didn't use the commons. A lot of people don't understand what the commons mean. Right. The commons are, are everything in society that belongs to all of us. The grass in the, in the field, the forests, the oil in the ground. All of that should belong to all of us. Nobody should be sitting down on property where we say, ah, by the luck of the draw, I'm on top of this property and now I'm an oil owner. You didn't put that there. Right, but you know what happened is exactly so you were going to say what really happened 19 uh, 2017 right donald trump what donald trump did was he as michael pointed out they intensify this the sanctions against Venezuela. exactly and what and and this is not unusual this has happened it happened to my country in 1976. With Siaga and uh, Siaga versus Manly. Right. So check out that if you want to know a little sordid history. There's some new information that's been re released about that. I mean, release tapes and all that about what CIA really was doing in, in, in Jamaica at the time. Destabilized the country. Mainly because they did not want to see. They, they, they believed in the domino theory and kept believing in a domino theory theory well after Vietnam. But you know, here's the funny thing about it. Um, uh, you know, people talk about the domino theory like it's bad, right? I do hope for, I don't, I hope for a domino theory. I hope that if we could have, I hope that if Hugo Chavez could have proven that if you take this, the country's natural resources and not allow the capitalists to earn it all, take it all, that other countries would see, wow, our people are happier, our people are more intelligent, our people are... I mean, again, look around the world for people, for countries where their government actually do more for them and their happy index, go, it's called the Gini Index, actually goes way up. Right. If you take a look at Norway, you take a look at, uh, at all these other countries where their government plays an integral part in their health care, an integral part in their child care, and all these different areas, people are happier because they no longer feel, they no longer feel like all of us who, somebody like myself, who never got a colonoscopy because I didn't want something discovered that could have increased the price of my insurance. That is insane. Check out, check out what happened in, all right, even in countries like um, Northern England, you know, that, those guys have oil in the North Sea, and they distribute that oil in their own country. Just the same as Sweden, Norway, all of those guys do the same thing, reinvesting it. We talked about Shell at the very beginning. All of the oil, all of that stuff comes back into the country and being reinvested. It's forced reinvestment, but that's a government force forcing that to happen. And who's the government again? Uh -huh. It's we. We the, the people. people right? Let's see about who's, who did I miss. Uh, it's mineral rights of the property owners and others. You know what's interesting? I always find it amusing that people, you know, somebody has 10 acres and they have, prop, they have proper, in America you can, you can own the top and you can own the bottom right. or you can own them both. Or you can own, own and you can own none of them, neither of them. Right? Now you can be, you know, and and my thing is that I personally speaking, I own our property. You own your property, but you don't own the mineral rights. Neither one of us own the mineral no, rights. No. But here's the the funny thing about it. I don't even think. How do you own property? It, it, I I lived in Pittsburgh for a while. Yeah. So, so land there, you own the property, and you could have a cavern that's caused by. Uh, Natural the coal, causes. The, the, no, coal seam. Oh, coal okay. seam work. 
So the coast seam, they might have worked coast seam below you, and your land starts cratering. Who do you think is responsible for it? It should be the, the coal company, but I bet it's you. Oh, it comes back to we the people. We get people get to pay to remediate that for your land. And in the meantime, you're out of there. So it's interesting for us to talk about oil rights and different mineral rights across the country because it's different different places. You know, Norman, we were, we were going to talk about this article. This is how you lose the majority. I'm going to dedicate three minutes for you to tell, tell us about that, and then I'm going to go back to answering the question. So tell us about uh, how can, how, you know, what do we need to do to make sure that we don't go down that Obama path of losing everything in 2022 because we were too timid to really go out there and take what's ours? Definitely. So Egberto said it already. So basically, you can't be timid in, in this. You got to look at history, the history that we've had in the past here, as well as what Republicans have been saying. Their, their job is to block, block the legislation, block everything in Congress so that 2022, 2024 can turn into, their, into, in, into a win for them. It is completely not serving the people. It's definitely serving themselves. It's about power. It's about them owning the power. So therefore, Democrats, if you want to, if you want to really serve the people that you were in there to do, to serve, you've got to just pass the bill. Do the work. Do not wait for bipartisanship. Bar in the transportation bill, do not wait for it in infrastructure, do not wait for it anywhere. It's not going to come. You know what is most interesting about that? Because this is what's so important. Obama went ahead and he brought the, the, the reason the, the, the Obamacare bill uh, has so many deficiencies uh, right now. It was Romneycare. Right. It was Romneycare. And what they did is they negotiated with themselves downward for a bill that was going to get not one Republican vote. Right. So why negotiate yourself down if you're not going to get a, a, a Republican vote? You need to go out and do what needs to be done. Let's salute a few new people. Uh, go ahead and say, Courtney LCP, thank you for being a new member of the PDR Posse. Those of you on YouTube, go ahead and click that join button. Do what you see Courtney, the SLP, did. She went ahead and became a member. Uh, Michael Rudden, I saluted you already, but we have a new person, Martha Benton. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Go, thank Martha. you so kindly for being here. Uh, Stephen Morant, I think, is also maybe a, a, a fairly newcomer as well. Uh, and uh, we have a whole, let's see, who else? King Masistaki. I saw a couple other names that I, I need to... to Roberto. Roberto Lewis. I think yeah. I call out uh, Nuestro Hermano already. The duck that quacks. The duck that... Oh, I love Definitely. the duck that quacks, man. The duck that quacks is quacking all the time. All right, let's see who else we got here. That Stephen Hurst, remember that P.T. Boone owns the water rights for more than... I want to... Oh, my God. We only have three, two minutes. I want, that is so, it's not P.T. Boone, it's T. Boone Pickens. Yeah. T. Boone Pickens. Right. He went ahead and bought up most of the water rights in Texas, man. Uh, so many people don't understand what's going on with water going forward. Yep. Okay, and if you want a question about what's going on, visit Nigeria. Okay, visit Nigeria. They, 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 they've stopped, the, the, the country does not build a whole lot of water potable, potable water plants by design 
so that the Nestle company can come in and sell portable water plastic to their bottles. Pl and plastic bottles. And you go into Lagos, Nigeria, and they are clogged up with plastic. Uh, Eric Hayes says T Boone Pickens is dead. Is that true? Right? Yes, T Boone Pickens died a few. I, I'm but, pretty but sure. But he then, but they then his corporation owns the water rights. Oh yeah, then? I mean it's you know how that works. I you see. never die. Corporations don't ever die. Uh, T Boone's Pickens died on September 11, 2019. Yeah. So okay. he transferred wealth to his to his, his offspring. Yeah. So that that how that's how it normally works. Okay, folks, we're getting close to the end of time right here. Not the end of time, the end of the show today. I want to thank uh, Norman Reynolds for being here with me, my good friend, supporter of the PDR Posse as well. Uh, again, I would like to invite others to, to visit either directly into the studio or when we set up our... Uh, yes, yeah, T. Boone speaking, Sharon Morant. Uh, Hank Lamb, welcome my brother, welcome Hank Lamb. Hank is a KPFT brother, uh, he has a, he runs, a, he's one of the members of the prison show at KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Uh, let's see, thank you for being here Michael Rodney, so I do appreciate you uh, Norman for coming out here, helping me out, and by the way, Norman is doing, helping me out with a few other things out here at, no at the studio as well, he's a good guy, but, um, but folks, I want, I want to thank you guys for being a part of us. All of the times. I know there are places that you can be. I know that. And the fact that you are here spending the time. And whether you're a Republican, Democrat, liberal, progressive. The only way we move forward and exchange ideas is to exchange ideas. And I tell you what. I think I'm right. Norman thinks he's right. Eric Hayes thinks he's right. Uh, Bridge thinks, Bridge thinks he's right. E2247 thinks they're right. But you know what we, what we are able to do? We are able to talk about things here and engage. And in the long run, yep. the right answer comes out. Yep. Okay? In the long run, the right answer comes out. Now, you can't argue with math, though. I want to make that clear. Hey, there is always 1 plus 1 equal 2. Right? right. So, therefore, let's go for it. Hey, but anyhow, guys, thank you so kindly for having been a part of Politics Done Right. Guys. You know how we end this baby. Uh, this is politics done right. He is out. No, 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 no. We can't do it I'm like gone. No, no, we can't I'm do it. I'm out of here. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We got to do it right. I have to say, this is politics done right. This is politics done right. No, this is Norman Reynolds. This is Norman Reynolds. <laughs> this is Norman Reynolds. <laughs> this is Egberto Willis, and I am out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.